I also want to touch on the fact that we got so much hate for posting that birthday Bob and Joshua chapter guy post. Oh yeah, that was funny. What? Yeah, what was even going on there just before we got onto it? Were people just whinging that you said like that he beat Kipchoge or something? No, so I, I commented saying like who would win out of Joshua Chep's guy and Berte Bob in a 5k race because um, it was like a video of them both running and then some drills by Berte Bob and most people saw it as a joke but some people actually thought I was being serious and it was just I had a massive backlash in fact I think it's the most unfollows we've ever gotten a day um, really? yeah it was like 60 Jesus so yeah that's fun um, but yeah I, I knew it was going to be a touchy one uploading because I know, I know a lot of people I'm guessing no one who's bothered listening to this is one of those people because it's more of like a I wouldn't say mature thing to listen to but I feel like the people who are commenting that on the the posts don't listen to the podcast don't watch any videos they're just sort of like keyboard warriors so yeah yeah I guess, they're not they're not really a big loss no no exactly I'm in shape. I don't know how. I don't know what's changed, but well, it's the accumulation of all the big weeks. Yeah, it's this is the first week where I'm actually tired, like really tired. Yeah. Like yesterday, obviously I did that 10k, that 10 mile threshold session on Tuesday, and then John asked me, to, John asked me to go and help it diets out yesterday. Uh, so I thought, ah, oh, I'll just be helping him do some like, I'll just be pacing some k's or something. Turns out. He wanted me to do the full session, two by mile, 10 by four, two by mile. And I was like, brilliant. So that was fun. And I'm a bit tired now. But it was a good session, so. Yeah, I saw the splits on. We might as well just keep the podcast going from here. Um, yeah, I saw the splits on our story. Um, it was like a pretty solid session. It was. It was probably one of my best sessions I've done, actually, because I don't tend to do sessions what are sort of like outlandish. Um, whereas like the last few weeks I've done sessions what are in my eyes anyway a bit more out there so hopefully it's a sign of some good shape and I don't know maybe like a Plus I don't you get to... the accumulation of like the the sort of just consistent and like big weeks done with and then you know you can play a bit more in those sessions because you're you know you're stronger and you're starting to tune up into races a little bit I, I always yeah. like that phase um so I had yeah. loads of just like just weeks where I felt like I was just sort of getting through, getting through, getting through, and now it's all paying off finally, and I'm just you know yeah flying again. Thank it's God. it's just finding the race what's going to be run well because obviously we saw yeah obviously we saw the fast five k um, with Eric Jenkins and Callum Hawkins and Adam Clark and things like that. It turned out not to be too quick because of the weather. And I feel like that's going to be quite a big factor what's going to play into this sort of winter slash what they're trying to make a summer season is the fact that the weather's probably going to be too bad in most cases to try and challenge fast times. Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, I think we're going to keep track seasons going through the winter. I mean, Morpeth have just announced that they're doing a track meet, like they're doing a 3K meet on the 18th of November. It's like track races on the 18th of November. I mean, I rate it though, because if you fancy a track race in the winter, like you're probably going to be able to find one, which is, 
sort of weird, but I quite I quite like the idea of it. Um, but yeah, that's the thing with press world. Like, it, I've I've done the other week. I did K reps at press world, and like I average like two forty. 248 for quite a big k session and it was good like it's really good we couldn't get around the full like 5k course because it's a racing track through the day so it would have been hit by a car so that so we obviously couldn't do that but we we're just doing up and down so it's it's decent it's like it's by the cross couldn't it's by the intercounties course i actually did a session next to the racetrack uh one year at intercounties because i never did the selection for the intercounties uh so i All went right. to watch it was actually the year you no it wasn't the year you won in fact it might have been the year you won did you win under 17s yeah top year under 17s i won i can't remember what year okay yeah, yeah. I, I think that was the year you won i, I actually did a session next to the race course it was like eight by two minutes or whatever and it was it's flat it's a good place to do a race i feel like because it's just yeah it seems pancake flat and obviously a, a race course i feel like again i don't want to slate the fast 5k because it was a great event if the weather was good but I feel like a racetrack was actually made for real-sized cars compared to a go-kart and racetrack. Probably going to make a big difference when it comes to different corners and things. Yeah, exactly. And then, fingers crossed, like, it would be so cool if on the day you could have, like, different places to start. Like, if you had four corners of the loop that had a different place to start and, like, you could minimise the amount of wind that you get or how long the stretch of, like, with the wind or against the wind was sort of thing... Uh, Obviously, that would take so much organising. But, you know, hopefully press wall won't be too windy. Uh, if it is, just hope to God that you're uh, you're behind someone who's slightly quicker than you, but also 6'3", maybe, built like a wardrobe, and you just sort of tuck in behind them on the wind. That's 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 the dream. Yeah, you need a sort of like a, a beefed-up version of Josh Lay taking out, the, taking out the race. I'm not sure if there is any of them. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I feel like as well, while we're on sort of like racing topics, I would like to touch on something and also make a proposition to you as well, because I've just seen something. Do you know uh, the Peaks Too Early podcast? Um, what I was on a few weeks ago when you were obviously at university. Um, yeah. They're doing virtual races where you have a team and it's like a, it's like a team of three, I believe it is. And right. you enter and I think it's like every individual does two different distances One's an individual race and the other one's a team race. And it's like okay. the, like everything is like um, added up as a team. So I was wondering if you and maybe one other wanted to do some form of entry into that to try and win it. That would be interesting. How far is the legs supposed to be? I'll have to check it out. I think it's like a... I, I don't even want to say. It's, it's not too long. It's not like a long like race kind of thing, but... I, I wouldn't want to say a leg because I'll probably absolutely get it completely wrong. So it's not, it's not long though. It's, it's like 3K, 5K, 10K, something like that. Um, Maybe it'll, if, if it works into my tempos or whatever, I'll probably, I'll probably hop into that. I, yeah. I mean, I've, so I've just now switched over, which a lot of people who listen won't know, I've just switched over coaches kind of like, so I've gone from my dad uh, to two coaches, Chris and Sonia in Loughborough. Uh, my dad still has, you know, like a bit of influence on my training and stuff. But, um, but yeah, so it's, it's kind of switched up my training a bit. I'm starting strength and conditioning, which I've never done before. Mileage uh, has gone up in proportion, but, like, my mileage has gone up 
uh, organically. It's not like I've made a big jump in mileage, so it's not it's not too big, and it's gone up carefully in the last like five weeks. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like having a change of sort of setup. It not it doesn't give you like a new lease of life, but it, it's just different. Like the motivation's different as well now. Like I'm sort of I'm so sharp on training, which like I wasn't. Uh, in like lockdown or just after lockdown now I'm like I'm so locked in I'm doing everything to the T my sessions are just going the way that they used to be and I'm just like flying again need a race uh but yeah it's kind of I'm quite quite enjoying that sort of the whole new train setup and utilizing everything at Loughborough now that they've lifted my campus ban thank you Loughborough Sport uh, I was just I was just about to add there as well. It's it's actually weird seeing you get up before twelve o'clock uh, to go and run. Normally uh, you're a, like a night owl when it comes to running, so that's interesting. Even on your double days, you'd be running at like four o'clock in the afternoon as your first day of the week, uh, first run of the day, type of thing. Yeah. But I can't say much because I I do that as well. But. but yeah, like that's the thing. It's when the accountability of having other people who are going for a run as well changes. Like Angus the other day, I was lying in bed started feeling something on my nose and like something on my head and I'm thinking like what is going on here open my eyes and Angus is just like sat next to my bed being like Rory we're going on this tempo running like an hour get out of bed let's go and I'm like all right fine zombie it out of bed into the kitchen coffee some cereal a brunch bar set and then leaving the house at nine in the morning to go and drive to somewhere to do a tempo run which is just like the old Rory would not have done that. He couldn't have done that. It would be impossible. While we're here, then you might as well drop the splits of the tempo. Um, mm. So uh, the goal of the tempo run was to run um, slower than target 10k pace, target 10k pace being in around 29 to 20. So, I mean, subject to Drew Hunters, it's not a tempo run if it's quicker than five or slower than 530 uh the the target time was like 456s um it was a new tempo loop so the first the first few miles i did with luke and angus so we were averaging like 510 uh, for the first three miles and then once i got my head around the loop i went let me get my splits up i went 454 444 and then 436 for the last three miles uh which which was nice i, I still felt like pretty okay uh doing that sort of pace and stuff but that's another thing like i did not tempo run at home so i'm still getting my head around doing tempos like it, it's strange but it was, it was it was it was an okay workout nice and honest uh but yeah i've, I've got a newfound love, love for tempos doing 30 minute and 40 minute tempos on the weekends something Mate, they're, they're so great good. i'm loving them like we did I did six miles last week about averaging 457s um, or 456s, like just round Loughborough. And if, if you go like five flat, five flat, five flat, and then cut down, it just feels so nice. Um, so I'm, I'm loving tempos at the minute as well. It, I feel like it's perfect for a distance runner. Like that's what you feel nice and like you enjoy. Yeah, well, it's, it's a mixture of strength and endurance and pacing yourself and like mental toughness isn't it especially when you're doing the long ones so it is sort of a bit of everything what you're sort of getting in there um it doesn't take too much out of you as, as long as you use tempo and not you know push it a bit overboard but 
I know quite a lot of people who train in groups tend to do that anyway, um, where you just whoever's got the fastest tempo pace, everyone just tries to run at that, and then it's not the desired workout for everyone else in the group. So, yeah, just I think tempo is so avoid. specific to yourself, like because it is realistically supposed to be off heart rate uh, and sort of zones. So it's kind of you need to know what zones what and what pace your tempo pace actually is. Still yet to define my like what I've been running is probably too quick, like sub fives realistically. I don't know. But I'll find out soon. I've got VO2 max testing and lactate stuff, which which will be fun. Apparently yeah. it hurts like hell. Yeah, and that's your me where when I had my VO2 max, I I just can't push myself enough. So I, I like well, literally stopped my VO2 max and then I did a lactate threshold test a week later. And my V2 max mm. ended up being higher in my threshold test than it was in my V2 max test, which makes no sense whatsoever. So, yeah, <laughs> just, just make sure you actually push yourself to the wire with it because or else you'll just get a false reading. Um, something I found out and wasted a lot of time and effort. Um, yeah, I'm going to test. absolutely damage myself my V2. I'm going to taper for it, running strides taper. the day before and just absolutely cane it on the treadmill. Fair enough. I, uh, are you wearing the um, Rocket X's for that, or are you going to... Yes, gonna... sir. I did my tempo in them the other day as well. Uh, where are they? One second. If anyone didn't know, Rory is a hocker athlete. Hoker athlete, sorry. If he hasn't ever mentioned it or posted it anywhere. Yeah, never mentioned it, ever. Um, so, yeah, uh, Hoker Rocket X has actually just been... Well, I think the, the pre-order opens today for the the actual one. I've got the prototypes here, which was a, a very nice colorway. I mean, the new colorway is essentially the same. It's just a different upper design. Uh, the shoe's identical regardless. But you know what? I am excited to actually race in these things. Uh, they're a little bit muddy, Alfie, as you can see. Uh, very muddy. It's a little yes. bit. doesn't really do it justice. No. Fuming. It's the same of all, as all my shoes. In fact, while I'm here, I might as well say... Uh, a little thing of in fact we can touch on two very embarrassing things what we've both had recently um, one for mm. me is the fact that I own about five different pairs of mileage shoes at the minute and one of them I can only wear one of them at the minute because um, I stood in dog poo in a pair which Smart. went through to my socks oh my God. then bear in mind this was like eight o'clock at night and I still had to do a 10k run so I wasn't I wasn't in the best mood for starters and um, it went through to my socks. I swapped shoes, and then as I was going outside again, I stepped in like the trace of the dog poo where I've walked around. Um, so that's another pair of shoes which I've currently got dog poo on, and also a third pair of shoes now have sick on because I walked in sick uh, after a session. So I'm just leaving them outside until some point I want to clean them, which is probably never. So if anybody wants to clean any running shoes, um, in your size 10, be my guest to come and collect them and have them for free. Because I don't think I'll ever get around to cleaning them because it just disgusts me. So, yeah. Just that's from fun. a distance, just get your your hose, spray them down, jet wash them, in the washing machine afterwards once everything's clean, wash them twice, and that'll be all right. I think, I th okay, I think I'll do, I think I'll do hose and then bucket of, I don't know, and then washing machine because I don't want I don't want any poo particles or sick particles being in it when it goes into the washing machine. So I guess I, I don't know. Um, it's just an adult decision I have to make, which I don't really want to do. 
I hate cleaning running shoes. I, I really don't. People in the US might not have this problem, but I actually never really clean my cross-country bikes, which makes mm. it quite difficult to run in them after a few cross-country races because they dry up and there's so much mud. But usually I just let the mud dry, whack off the mud before the next race, and that's that. So cleaning shoes is a bit new to me. Um, and I don't think I like it, to be honest. It's just a bit gross. That's but anyway... Fair. Sticky one with the cross spikes because they weigh about 10 kg after a cross race and then you're having to race in 10 kg spikes the next race. I need some new cross spikes. I don't know which ones to get. Um, I'm not going to ask you because you're a little corporate rat now, so you can't, you can't give me <laughs> unbiased selection. Um, so anyone, send us DMs of the best cross country spikes. Um, but enough about my sort of misfortunes this week. Do you quickly want to touch on what's happened to you this week? Yeah, so to be quite frank, I nearly died. Uh, I think we can reasonably say that. I, uh, so I'm, I'm having a nap post-tempo, uh, you know, just chilling. Had, a, had Peaky Blinders on in the background while I was napping. I was in and out of Peaky Blinders, that sort of situation. Start smelling a bit of smoke, thinking Osama, my housemate, is, uh, is probably like burning some rice or something, maybe. Uh, Osama eats a lot of rice. That is that is probably one of the only meals that he's got in his locker. Bit of water, bit of rice, heat it up. Anyway, so then the fire alarm starts going. I'm thinking, Osama, mate, you know something's burning. You know, turn it off the pan. Let, let, let's, let's figure this out. And then I leave my bedroom because, like, after two minutes, I'm thinking, I'll just, I'll just do it all myself. Black smoke, thick, like thick black smoke everywhere turn right out of my bedroom into the living room i'm not kidding yet there were flames going up like three quarters of the way to the ceiling and we have high ceilings in this house so understandably i'm about to have a heart attack i can't breathe because there's thick black smoke everywhere i'm scared out of my mind because i'm thinking like literally the living room is on fire firstly might die secondly the house is going to go up in flames i'm not going to lie right with the state of the house if it burned down, it would probably look a little bit better. But run up to Osama's bedroom, like, mate, there is a fire in the living room. We run down the stairs. Still, neither of us can really breathe because it's just like thick black smoke. Um, luckily, the flames were basically, it was just the sofa was on fire and Angus's beanbag was on fire and our drying rack was on fire and a cabinet was on fire and Osama's roller was on fire as well. So... We go full-blown fireman mode, run to the sink, fill it up, fill up like the kettle, any, anything that can hold big vessels of water, pans, we're, we're putting out the fire, breathing less and less as time goes on, pick up the drying rack, which is still on fire, run outside, chuck it outside, so then, you know, it's not in the house anymore. The house, you know, there's a little bit less fire going on. Um trying to put out the rest of the sofa because I'm like the sofa was actually on fire. We could potentially include that in the thumbnail for the podcast, uh, just a photo of a, a, a sofa on fire. Um, and then, yeah, still smoke everywhere, still can't really breathe. We put out the fire in the end. Uh, Angus's beanbag did die in the flames. There was those little white stupid balls everywhere, which we had to clean up. Uh, Osama's roller had melted to the floor it had literally melted to the floor. So we had to get that off, which took some of the carpet off. Uh, PlayStation power cable got melted in the blaze, as did the TV power cable, uh, and as did my phone charger. 
Um, What's happened with so, all that? Because they're the most important things there. Um, PlayStation, power cable and phone charger. Right, you would think that, wouldn't you? So I, I, Angus is at the library. I send him a text saying, mate, we've had like an actual fire. Like genuinely, we've had a fire. And I sent him a photo and he realised that all the light, white, white little balls are on the floor. He doesn't go, are you and Osama safe? Are you okay? He goes, has my beanbag burst? I was like, yes, Angus. Yes, your beanbag has burst. Grow up. Uh, but basically with the PS4, because it's just the power cable, the PS4 is still working. I just need to get another power cable. Can't claim that back on insurance. Annoying, to say the least. Uh, but then everything, we've got like a really good insurance package with the house, so we are okay on that front because we're going to get a decent payout. So, yeah, th- that's that's very scary. And I, I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd just ran out of the house and just left it. Uh, maybe tried and grabbed, grabbed a few things and just left. Um, so I, I admire yours and Osama's, um, I want to say bravery, but I'm not sure if it might have been partial stupidity as well. Um, it was definitely a strong mix it was definitely a strong mix but I mean anyone listening uh, just that you do know no hokers were hurt in the blaze Uh, everything stayed safe that's all that matters no no hokers were harmed in the making of this podcast so but yeah that that was my muddy ones and my dog poo and sick ones so actually plenty of pairs of hokers were harmed in this podcast but yeah Anyway, moving on from natural, what I was going to say, natural disasters. Moving on from personal tragedies, disasters, tragedies. I don't know how to say that word. Tragedies, 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 tragedies. Okay, moving on. Um, Tragedies. Okay, I'm leaving that. Um, No, 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 no. No, Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're gonna before we move on. Tragedies. Trag, trag. Tragedies. 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 Right, that's all we need to hear. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. I wanted to sort of put a spin on this as well before I explain what it is, um, because it's quite a generic thing to answer, and I feel like if we didn't put a spin on it, we would get so much hate because it's such a subjective opinion which is the top five performances this year across the whole of athletics. Um, so I want to put a spin on it and say the top five most influential, whether that's for the athlete's career or like most shocking. So then, so then we're not actually talking about the best because I feel like if we don't say a specific order, we're going to get absolutely torn to shreds. So if, yeah. if we sort of have a influential or like top five most like, yeah, impactful performances, I feel like that's probably a better route to go down. So if yeah. you're happy to do it, sort of, you list your fifth place, I list my fifth place, and we'll sort of go down the ladder. And also, we've not prepared for this, so I don't think we have any written down at the minute. So this is just completely off the head. So again, please don't tear us to shreds if yeah. the answers are very poor. Yeah, exactly. So I think just because this is sort of on the spot a little bit, that uh, it might change as I go down because I'll realise, like, oh, my God, no, that shouldn't be fifth. No, that shouldn't be third. Something like that, but I think right, so that's, that's a tough one. Um, you know what? I'd I'd say weirdly, Kipchoge. Like what happened to Kipchoge was just so big. I think that can go to number five due to the fact that like it made everyone realise that he's not invincible. 
Yeah. Like, the fact that Kipchoge didn't win a marathon where not even like Bekele was shows that the dude is human and that he can't win everything. So I think that would be fifth purely because he's such a... In history, you know, he's the first person to ever run sub two for a marathon. However, man made it was, he still did that. Um, and for that, and for him to like not have won London easily, uh, I think that was pretty influential on the running world. Yeah, and that's I actually didn't think of that one. So now I want that to be my fifth as well. But it's made mm. me realize how hard it is to fit in everything that's happened this year into five. Um, that's going to be quite a big issue, uh, I feel like. So I might have to do a few joint places here like joint fourth or joint fifth, so I can fit a bit more in. But yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you now on that. I'm going to say Kipchoge um, for fifth. I was also going to say Mondo Duplantis' pole vault world record um, mm. originally. So I'm going to sort of have a joint fifth there purely because Fair. I wanted to include it. Um, but Kipchoge's eighth place, is, I feel like, is quite a big impactful performance as well. Um, yeah. And do you want me to say the, my fourth first? Then we like go, go back and forth it. like that. So for fourth, it. I'm going to go with Jakob Ingebrigtsen's 328. Um, I feel like just his age, obviously he's Norwegian. I just feel like a 328 at the age of 19 in a race in Monaco, technically the first big race of the year or the first race of the year where he actually race people. Um running the 328, the way he ran it as well, where he was basically a chase, leading the chasing pack, it shows it's got a lot more to give, whether it's 327, 326, I don't know. But it just seems like the way he ran, there was still a lot there. And I feel like it's Jakob, so it has a lot more sort of uh, influence. And like, I'm a bit biased towards it. But yeah, I'm going to say Jakob Ingebrigtsen's 328 for, for fourth place. That's a good call. Uh, number four, I'm going to go for Sarah Hall, Sarah Hall, uh, for the London Marathon, just because her, you know, that last bit of her race was just ridiculous. Uh, and she kind of running London at relatively short notice, given it's tough with a marathon to keep everything moving when you don't know when it is. Like, you've got to be so specific in a mar marathon build-up. And you never really, like, obviously with London, no one really knew what was going to happen until they made it elite only. Uh, so I think to be able to hold it together and run as well as she did and PB for the first time in quite a while, but also taking on the athletes that she did uh, and, you know, beating, beating the people that she did in her last K, her last mile, I, I just think that was a pretty, pretty cool race. Yeah, that, that was actually a great race. The way she finished that last few kilometres. And also, I, I feel like this doesn't get enough, enough attention. She is obviously married to Ryan Hall. Yeah. So, that's just crazy that they're both like sort of, you know, such amazing marathon runners. I just find that crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying that. I find that crazy so many times, but yeah, I agree. The way she closed, like the last half of the race pretty much was just ridiculous and it shouldn't happen. It was literally um, unheard of. So I feel like moving on to third place, that is going to be one that's a bit trickier for me because it's choosing between a world record, but then also choosing between a world record and a performance, what might be more influential than a world record. So I feel like I'm going to go for third is actually Gidai's 5K world record, purely based off the fact that it was so ridiculously quick and how much she decimated the world record by and how 
no one expected it because yeah, she's been obviously has this, she has that crazy 15k world record, but on the track she's never really been as dominant as what she showed in that race. Yeah, I would I potentially say the tough thing is obviously with the last three there were three world records this year. Well, yeah. like on the track anyway. So you kind of have to be giving it to those guys because the world records that were broken were ridiculous and they were the world records were smashed yeah. for each one of those. So I would go for... Oh, how are you supposed to choose between a dude who runs 12.35, who runs 26.11, and then what was Gade's time? 14... 14.06? Yeah, 40 notes. Like... Let's make it easier. Only have one of Joshua Chapter Guy's performances as well. So not I both. think that's fair. So I yeah. Think that's fair. Um in fact, no, I'm gonna go for the joint joint third is Chapter Guy's five K and G'day's five K. Uh just because both five K world records, both just as impressive as each other, and they both beat the world records looking as easy as each other. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I can agree with that. Um, so second, are we going into now? If you, you, wanna, you get this one first, because I sort of jumped the gun a bit on third um, and answers mm-hmm. again back to back. So yeah, you, you can get this one if you want. Uh, second, I want to go for... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I want to say chapter guys 10K. Uh just because like he actually ran so much of that 10k by himself like it was impressive running part of the 5k by himself but it wasn't you know he wasn't by himself for as long and he had to keep that going for 10k and what what were his splits in the 10k what did the average like 60 63s i think 62s i don't know that's disgusting it's disgusting like it has to get it has to go in the top three so check the guys 10k uh, 100%. So that's your second? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, my second is Jakob Kiplimo's, sorry, Jacob Kiplimo's half marathon. Um, mm. I think it's the fact he's 19. It was not his first half marathon, but one of his first. Um, it Beating Chapter Guy, beating everyone, fastest ever world, world championship race for the half marathon. Just so many different things. How how like good he looked. The fact that he's been racing three Ks and five Ks this year, so he's sort of in the same boat as Chepsi guy, where he's been training for them instead. Um, just a m- number of things, really. I feel like he's going to be a talent to watch in the future, and it sort of adds to his twelve forty eight this year over the five K, seven twenty six over the three K, and obviously yeah. last year he also won. He also came second, sorry, at the world cross-country championships to chapter guy so yeah it just states himself as a huge name to come and i feel like it's going to be joshua chapter guy and jacob kiplimo who are going to be the stars of the sport for the next 10 years yeah yeah, yeah exactly and so that's the reason why kiplimo takes my top spot because he's been able to perform over three and five uh, and run 1248 and uh in seven twenty wait, what did you run three K? Seven seven twenty-six. Yeah. And to have that in your locker, but also be able to like ruin check the guy over a half and a lot of other people like 
having that that sort of diverse range of being able to go from 3k to 13.1 miles is like that's that is huge to be able to hold your strength throughout the summer and then come out and just absolutely whip so many people at half marathon that's what i found impressive like if you kept the guy had won the, the world half it would have been crazy right it would have been crazy but thinking about it caplimo could probably run sub 1240 yeah yeah i feel like caplimo could actually challenge for these world records in yeah. the future years to come and also challenge, challenge for golds in Tokyo uh, over the 5 and 10k as well exactly um, so that, that's why he takes my top spot because I think Chet the guy couldn't hold this form all the way to that world half despite breaking two world records is very impressive but Caplimo had that season where he managed to do all of that in one season which I just find really impressive yeah not well, that he was suspect how easy he looked in that world half uh, that's all I'm going to say because you're allowed to question it at the minute because people get done for doping every two seconds so I don't really take credibility in every single race that I watch or see well yeah actually I should probably left the top spot for all the doping stuff that's gone on this year actually because Jesus we've had so many Kipsang, um, Eid Nasa, Wanjiru that's just the names I can think of the top of my head there's been so yeah. many doping so NASA just hasn't been done. That's I find that absolutely ludicrous. How has that happened? Four missed tests. It's the athlete's job. One of their jobs is to make sure they are where they say they are at the time they say they will be there for testing. I understand maybe missing one or two, but four missed tests is just I don't, I, there's no explanation for why. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe there is an explanation because there's obviously a reason why they didn't ban her. So, yeah, I'm interested to see when that comes out. But my number one spot is Josh Chubtegai's 5K. Seems like I'm only going to say the 5 or 10K purely because it was the first one mm. he broke. And I feel like a lot of people are still skeptical of if he could do it because at the end of the day, he'd run 12.51. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like he'd run 12.40 or 12.39 or whatever. He'd run 12.51 and the, how comfortably looked in that 5k was sort of yeah just unbelievable and the fact we were there i feel like that's and the fact it was monaco and the fact it was around such a great event and the fact it was at like, the first big event of the year so i feel like that's my top spot i yeah, feel like there's a lot of things we've missed out though being able to watch that was ridiculous yeah it was ugh, yeah brings it brings a tear to my eye thinking about it does i couldn't believe it at the time like we were literally within feet of the guy when he broke the world record like for the for the rest of my life i'm going to be able to say that i i saw the 5k world record in person in monaco crazy well i also i'm going to put um as the thumbnail is this as well as your burnt burnt city if you want to send me that uh, the thumbnail mm. is also going to be how close we were to Joshua Chapter Guy uh, as a picture because I've got plenty of pictures from that race and you can see after the finish when he went up to up to Ramsden uh, how close we were. So yeah, yeah, unbelievable. But I do want to make a few honourable mentions for things what didn't make the top spot. If uh, you're all good with that as well, I'm sure you have a few more what you'd like to say as well. Of course, um, yeah. Well, I've got a lot of, like like Mighty Ramsden's mile and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you you reel you off a few, I'll reel off a few, just ones what could have been in that top five, but just were a bit short. Because we've had yeah, a lot of obviously like, 
yeah, a lot of Stewie Mack's performances this year, which just showed that he is like one of the best distance runners in the world, without a doubt. Same as uh, Matt Ramsden. And credit to all the Aussies because they were non-stop travelling around Europe. Keep trying to keep strong and keep fast while you're travelling, like you're on flight every two seconds, and then being able to pull out races when you get to like off those planes and you're in hotels all the time, keeping a sleep pattern. I don't think people appreciate like how hard it is for people who are racing on diamond leagues like every every other week because they've got to fit their training in around flights. They have to travel from country to country on different time zones. They have to sleep in different beds like all the time. And you're so like out of rhythm with the way it would be if you were just at home and racing domestically. Uh, so I think like credit to the Aussies for coming over getting used to um, the sleep pants here and then traveling around Europe and getting all that stuff done. Uh, so for me, that's probably one of the biggest things outside of that top five. Yeah, I agree with that. I was going to, I was going to say Stewie Mack and also Jessica Hall as well. Um, mm. Many Australian records, Ramsden's mile world lead, obviously uh, Shelby Houlihan's 1422. Was it Mo Ahmed's um, 1247? I want to say, I think it was 1247. Um mm. Donovan Brazier's 335 over 1500 was one of the biggest performances for me because he made it look so easy and I didn't think he had that range. So maybe that's an influential performance by the fact that we might see him go up to 15, even though he says he prefers the four. I don't know. Um, Jake Wyman's 329, Gemma Riki, yeah. Lauren Muir's 815 meter run. Um, there's countless, countless performances. Walholm's pretty much world record if he didn't hit the last hurdle. Um, Michael Norman's 9.86. Like, what? 400 yeah. meter in 9.86. This, and when most sprinters have been I'm struggling to break like 10 and also like 20 points something. Like, sprints have been a weird year because not many sprinters have actually performed very well. So that's been crazy to see. Um, and then also Vetter's. Is it Vetter? Um, yeah, it is better, isn't it? The javelin throw, yeah. 97 yeah. or 98 metres, just ridiculous. So, yeah, I feel like hopefully I haven't missed any off there. But that's sort of, for me, the highlighted performance of the year. Um, yeah, I think, that, I think that's it. I think that covers them all. Yeah, and I agree with all those. We've included a lot of those as well. So you've, you've had those covered. Like you say, Jess Hall booking a place onto the Olympic team. Uh Fingers crossed the Olympics go ahead next year because God knows what's going on. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. And I guess moving on uh, to product. Trackster yes. product. We have got t-shirts. We've got samples that are ready to go design-wise. We've got many different colorways, probably 10 to 12 colorways which will be available. Um, and yeah, we want to get those moving as soon as possible. Yeah, stay, to keep on a lookout the next few days, we're going to be dropping sort of like a pre-release sign-up form. So basically, it's free, obviously, to sign up. But if you sign up via the website, um, you basically get a link and also a discount code um, where you can access the site 24 hours before anyone else can. So sort of yeah. if you sign up for this link, you can sort of get early orders in. If that's something you're interested in, um, we're also going to be selling ebooks and potentially down the line arm sleeves. I want to say, um, oh, no, definitely arm sleeves. Uh, yep, 
I've been in contact with uh, some really good factories who already produce uh, arm sleeves for a lot of other companies. Uh, companies that we can't mention, but you know of them and you likely will have bought products from that company before. Um, and yeah, we'll be getting tracks to printed sleeves that uh, are the same high quality of those brands, which I'll find out whether we can disclose or not. Um, but yeah, which will be good because moving into winter, we know that everyone, you know, a lot of people like to wear arm sleeves. Mo Farah likes to wear arm sleeves without a t-shirt on. Rogue, but you know, if, if you're into that, you're into that sort of thing. So we are definitely looking at doing that. And you never know, Alfie, there could be some socks could be some like tracks to socks. I think that would be cool. I think like the full the full tracks to outfit could be very cool. We need some outlandish socks to wear, uh, which suit sort of what me and George Mills have been trying to get get started on Instagram, where we've been posting pretty much all the time Nike Tempo Next Percents, but any shoe with some crazy sock com- um, contrast. Um, so yeah. hopefully we can get out some socks that actually look really really like cool and pretty. Pretty awful. I want, I want to use the word awful because I feel like that's the best word to describe it. Oh, that's them. horrid, mate. Like yeah. yours, yours have been dread out. Just, just open up my phone, see, you know, you've got a story on or, or put a story on track. So I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, that is actually horrendous. Relatively clouty. I mean, that cannot be, that can't be, you know, forgotten. Clouty indeed, but horrible. Well, that, that day I wore my Nike um, Elite um, long sleeve shorts, not long sleeve shorts, half tights. I also wore my England t-shirt and then on top of that I wore my Bowerman track club vest and also arm sleeves. So at that day I was looking like an absolute uh, this word's going to get bleeped out so I'm just not even going to bother saying it. But yeah. Yes, because then we should have to make it explicit. But yeah, because so yeah. I have had good words throughout. I hope so. Um, so yeah. Um, I feel like I had one last thing to say before we close up the podcast and I'm hating that I forgot it oh yeah cross country session I've got one tomorrow I'm going to film it get it uploaded first cross country session of the year uh, hopefully you can have an insight into actually what UK cross countries are like um, because there's not actually much footage out there really because no one bothers to film anything and post it apart from Mark Huckaway. Um we don't have many big corporations out here so yeah, hopefully you can. Hopefully that video will be out soon. And um, we're also starting to work with quite a lot of well-known running brands. Um, somewhat rhyme with Bin Man Elite, and then also somewhat rhyme with. In fact, I don't want to give any away. Basically, just think of a few running world-class teams. We've got a few bits of content on the way with them, and also hopefully sustaining that for the next years to come um, with consistent content with them. It's just getting it all set up. Um, and then another thing to look out for is we've also got some some form of like compilation video coming out on YouTube, basically predominantly of college athletes in the US, but also we're going to have some little cameos in there with some people, what you probably want to expect to be on there. So yeah, hopefully keep a look out for that video in the next week as well. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add. Do you, Rory? I think, mate, you've, you've got that covered. Uh, and you've inspired me. I'm going to go to the Hyde Pack in Loughborough now and get some, some teasers done in those T-shirts, uh, providing I can book a slot into, onto the athletics track. Uh, me and Loughborough Sport are now getting on again. I'm allowed to go on the track. Um, but that we, we can tell that story another time for the reasons why I haven't been uh, 
allowed to go on sports facilities for a small amount of time, but you can't win them all. And on that note, I think I can say goodnight. Good afternoon. Seems though it's currently... Oh, no. Uh, I guess you could say goodnight. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> good night, good evening, whatever you want to call it, whatever time zone you're in. Good, yeah, what he said.